RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everybody. Hold on. Uh, hold on, everybody. I'll, I'm coming there in a second. Dun, dun, dun. Talk amongst yourself. Okay, here I am. Hey, everyone. Thank you. This is Tara Devlin. Welcome to Tara Buster. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern on the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are replayed starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on demand on the Progressive Voices app. And GDPR Revolution 99. I'm not sure why Facebook isn't working or maybe it is. All right, good. It is working. All right. Sorry, guys. You know how it is when you're dealing with me in this show. It's, you know, you get what you get. You see, what you see is what you get. And like, like I always say, we do it anyway, right? So uh, we don't wait for perfection. We're doing it anyway. And that's really how uh, we're going to get through. So I just for to get all these th- things out of the way, um, I appreciate everybody who donates to the show and to RDT Daily. If uh, and it, when you donate, it goes to creating content. It goes to paying people to write articles to participate in this thing uh, called freedom of speech and the preservation of democracy. I mean, that's really what we're doing. That's what I I believe in this and. I believe that uh, you know we gotta be we gotta be in the game. We don't have billionaire benefactors, so we only have each other. And I'll be here. I'll do my part, but we also need you guys to meet us halfway, or you know, whatever in any way that you can, and contribute. There's other ways to contribute. If you can't do it financially, give me a review on iTunes, things like that. Share the show. Talk about the show. Uh, th- uh, that helps. It all matters to get the word out. The more people, we have a lot of people on the Facebook page. We have over a hundred, almost one hundred and fifty thousand active participants on the Facebook page. It's really amazing. It blows me away because I remember when I when I started Republican Dirty Tricks in two thousand nine. It was just a website, just for my own personal soapbox, and it grew. Uh, into this thing and I'm I'm really grateful but I remember when I had when I started the Facebook page and I had 500 um, followers on the Facebook page and I couldn't believe it I I thought that was amazing that 500 people were were, gave a crap about what I was writing and um, the the fact that we have 150,000 people now is it blows me away. So what we so that's not you know we're not done though. We have to. We want a million. We want two million. We we want and we don't buy followers. That's the other thing. Um, you know, Twitter as opposed to Twitter and the Republicans because they're all about the exterior. They're all about the outside. You know that Twitter and uh, if you go on his on his Twitter feed, they say that he has 150,000 followers. I don't know. Not wait, wait, what am I saying? Not 150,000. That's what I have. He has 55 million followers on Twitter. He those are he's got like half of them are fake. If you and you can tell, you can also do an audit. They have a thing called Twitter audit. And but anyway, the fact is he buys followers. He cannot he can't um 
You can't and, – and they're fake followers. That's what they are. These are fake accounts. They're not real people, and you could tell – a lot of them were, if I go there now, I bet y'all, I could see, you could see. He goes, it seems like he goes on different sprees by buying followers every now and then. So you'll go on there and you'll see, if you go into his list, let me see, Donald Trump, ugh, even saying this. Can you believe that Donald Trump is the fucking president? I'm sorry, I don't mean to curse. Um, I can't even believe it myself. Donald Trump. Um, okay, so uh, if you go on to, so he's, now he has 54 million. So if you go on to President Obama's page, President Obama has a, has like 90 something million followers. Let's see. So he can't abide that. That's what it is. He he can't deal with the fact that Barack Obama that he he is not he's not fit to kiss Obama's taint. He knows this inside, so he, and, you know, it's all about the outside, so, but uh, President Obama has like 90-something million, let me say Barack Obama, uh, he's got 102 million followers, and Twitter has 54 million. Now, if you go on, they go on there right now, and you will see half of them, these accounts, they were they were all created, let's see, now, uh, the, the, and they don't have... Uh, avatars, they just, so this one, yeah, joined on August. They're all new accounts, so obviously there's been another spree of buying followers. So you'll, you go on Patty Kersick, this is a, joined in September, well, whatever, but that's, it's, they have no followers, they're, they're all fake, uh, they're all generic avatars. They're, they have bizarre names. Uh, they're, anyway, they're fake. And that's who he is, and this is what we're dealing with. Could you imagine what the right wing would do if during President Obama's presidency, if it, were, if it was revealed that President Obama had, was buying fake Twitter followers? I mean, anything that Twitter does, all you have to do is just imagine the immoral, not the, the it's not immoral, well, yeah, he's immoral, but this, the it's what's the word normal it's not normal the in it's i'm trying to figure out what's the opposite of normal is a word but anyway but you know what i'm saying he uh it's not normal uh so this is but it's uh it's almost like he gets a pass for whatever he does let me fix this microphone so and whatever he does is fine he'll uh we'll just give him a pass so, but if President Obama, if it was revealed that Obama was buying Twitter followers during his presidency, they would they would have him up on charges of for impeachment for the Twenty Fifth Amendment that he wasn't fit that there was something mentally in unstable about him, and you know that is the truth. So all we have to do is just imagine if pretend put Obama in the shoes and any of Twitler's actions and you'll see just how far we've fallen because of this guy because of Trump this moron is going to bring us down is going to bring down this nation we're going to allow this to happen are we really doing this is it, this is what I can't uh, I have to slap myself sometimes and say is this really happening so today we I was watching the memorial service for John McCain and it was very touching as 
I'm sure a lot of people watched it. It was moving. It was touching. And, uh, I mean, I wasn't a fan of John McCain's. I, I appreciated him on occasion, for instance, when he voted against the repeal of Obamacare. That was great. But then he turned around and voted for the Republican tax cut that is not a tax cut for us. It's a tax cut for the oligarchy that dis- that is currently dismantling this democratic republic. So I appreciate all, everything that they were saying about John McCain. And I, I suppose that it's sort of like our founding documents where it's all aspirational. Nobody is perfect. This is what they kept harping on during the memorial service. He was not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, we're not perfect. This isn't perfect. This thing that we're doing, this grand experiment in liberal democracy is not perfect. No, it's not perfect. He wasn't perfect. And, you know, uh, he, he, he certainly made a lot of mistakes. Not, uh, not the least of which was picking Sarah Palin as a running mate. So when you, when you think about this maverick, um, you know, whatever, uh, moniker they gave him why was he a maverick uh you when you think about the uh the least mavericky thing that he ever did was pick her this this somebody that knew nothing somebody who is completely unfit and if it wasn't for that experience i mean there were so many episodes when you when historians look back and trace the decline and fall of the American empire and the American Democratic Republic, they will include that episode where John McCain, when his advisors, when the Republican Party advisors flew up to Alaska to meet McCain, to meet, I mean, to meet Sarah Palin because she was a female and she was attractive, uh, you know, to some, I guess, you know, to me, she's, she was physically, I guess, nice, uh, looking in a way, but her fascist and, uh, her fascist tendencies and her complete ignorance uh, are, um, sort of a deal breaker. I don't care how attractive somebody is. She's disgusting. She's gross. So, and, uh, so they, they flew her, they flew up there to, uh, the, it wasn't that, that they were like, oh, this amazing woman, you will have, you have to make her your running mate because she is the perfect person. She is the most qualified person to be one 78 year old heartbeat away from the presidency. So let's get her because nobody else will do. The fact is that she fit the suit. She's like Johnny Bravo. That's all they care about. Republicans are not, they, they are hucksters. They are peddling bullshit. So they need, they need proper spokesmodels to get out there and sell that shit to the, to the dumbasses. They don't need, it's not like, uh, you know, President Obama or even Hillary Clinton, who has a resume. This woman is a moron, but she ticked off a couple of boxes for for John McCain. One was she was a female and that was, you know, that fit that demographic. It was going to they were going to look like they were they were forward thinking and progressive and. But, and, uh, also she was, uh, she's a Christian, a big holy roller and, um, evangelical. She, she liked to hunt 
you know, she likes murder. Like a lot of these Republicans, for some reason, they they seem to they want to relax by by murdering things. They they could. It's not just enough to murder things during the uh, working business hours. They got to murder on their time off as well. So uh, every anything is up for grabs for them. It's long as long as it fills some purient need in them. Your life or the life of some innocent creature is uh, is incidental. Oh well, better not, better luck next life. Maybe in the next life you would be born with a trust fund. So they so Sarah Palin. Um, you know when you think about the decline of this country, that's that. If we had if we didn't have a Sarah Palin, would we have a Donald Trump? Would why would would the if it weren't if it were that the Republican Party uh, stopped in their tracks and said, you know what, we believe in the American democratic republic we believe in this uh this grand experiment in liberal democracy we're not going to risk um the uh the denigration of that by handing the keys to power over to idiots even though but you see what i'm saying it doesn't matter they are in the, the maverick my ass they're in cahoots with the oligarchy that pays them so Okay, McCain had some, I guess, uh, you know, he, he, he wasn't a complete moron. Now, I, um, there was so, so many things. So I wore my army shirt today because uh, I was also in the military, you know. Um, that's one thing I said when I was watching to myself, when I was watching John McCain's um, memorial service, I thought, well, you know what, for all his failings, there, there, there were some admirable qualities to this man. And one of which were uh, his family are, I mean, Meghan McCain aside, let's, I'll get to her in a minute. There was at least there's the sons or whatever. They're, they're wearing the uniform of this country. They're not, they're putting their money where their mouth is. And it's unlike Twitler and his entire family for going back generations for as long as they've been here. Not one of them have worn the uniform of this country. So that doesn't mean that. You know, I mean, I I was in the National Guard myself. I'm not, I was no great soldier, but I, you know what I mean. I do know what it means or what it feels like to to serve your country, to get up at 4 a.m. when you don't want to, and uh, get out there and you know do your your part when you're called to to serve. You know, and you follow orders or whatever. So John McCain. Was they following orders when he got shot down? And I know that he was, uh, you know, I mean, the the war uh, that he was involved in. Well, it's yet another uh, war, a ne- unnecessary war that where where thousands of people died uh, needlessly. And I know that he was apparently committing. Uh, he was bombing civilian infrastructure when he was shot down, and. Um, Okay, that yes, I agree. Uh, this is all bullshit. And then they so he was, but he was shot down. And for 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 Donald Trump to denigrate him after the fact, then because look at what Donald Trump was doing, you know. So so John McCain was in a in a prison, and uh, they uh, and and Trump was out there screwing. Uh, you know, in his own personal Vietnam, trying not to get an STD, which is what that's what he said. So then fast forward to today when you have 
when he goes and speaks at a military academy or when he goes to speak at the VFW or whatever, he, whenever Twitler goes and speaks to veterans, I, I, it's, it's beyond comprehension to me how any of them applaud him. And how when he's denigrating the free press and the pillars of democracy, these veterans are, why don't they get up and walk the hell out? I don't understand that. If they're supposed to be guarding our freedom, you know, nobody went to Vietnam because of our freedom, okay? That's it. The, uh, in fact, you, you can argue that all our military adventures around the globe are to uh, yeah, are uh, hurting our freedom, are taking our freedom away, and putting our freedom in jeopardy. But so for Don, but then Donald Trump to, to denigrate John McCain to say I don't, I like my heroes. Uh, he's a hero. Uh, you know, I like heroes who aren't captured. Um, is the is so vile for any person who ever wore the uniform of this country to salute this 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 bone spur cadet bone spurs bullshit patriot who demands that we all stand at attention for the flag stand proudly for the flag but he wouldn't stand proudly when it was his, his turn to serve he wouldn't stand proudly and salute then right so um the it's it's a, it's vile so while they were memorializing john mccain twitler was at his golf course tweeting about uh about the FBI and the Justice Department and the rig witch hunt, supposedly, because he's a traitor, all right? On top of it, we have a traitor in the Oval Office. And so apparently John McCain choreographed this, his own funeral service. So he had members of different parties speak and all, and that's commendable. And, uh, you know, the, if it, another thing I can commend him for is the fact that he could spell and put a sentence together and... He wasn't a complete idiot, uh, but uh, ironically, it seems like the times that he wasn't living up to that maverick moniker, those are the times that we can look back and uh, denigrate him for. For instance, Sarah Palin. So I, I uh, not only was Twitler uh, absent from his funeral, Sarah Palin was also absent. Why wasn't she there, you know? Because I don't think that I think that John McCain woke up to his mistake, and, uh, but it was too late. And the, and if you really wanted to be a maverick at that point, wouldn't you just be like, okay, yeah, I made a mistake. This bitch has got to go. This she is. And if anybody saw, I didn't read the book that the book Game Change that was about that campaign. Um, it was about the entire. Uh, it wasn't just about the McCain and Palin campaign. It was about all of it. The I think it was was it the two thousand I can't remember two thousand eight uh, two thousand twelve I can't remember if it was twelve or eight I think it was twelve but anyway right no I don't know when was Romney who cares it doesn't matter but you know what I'm saying um so but if I saw there was an HBO movie about it it was called Game Change and they the advisors like Steve Schmidt and um. The other one who's on MSNBC, the the woman, uh, they all she was on that campaign campaign as well. And I lo I really enjoy Steve Schmidt and lis I enjoy listening to him. He's 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 as smart as a as a whip, and he's 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 extremely eloquent. But he was on that campaign, and they 
they uncovered quickly, rather quickly, how stupid Sarah Palin was, what a dumb bitch she was, and yet they continued to groom her to be the vice president, even after they uh, they all knew that she was not qualified in any sense of the word, not emotionally, not in any sense, not intellectually, morally, aesthetically, whatever. She was not qualified. And they wouldn't, if you really had um, devotion to duty, honor, and country, wouldn't you be like, whoa, uh, pump the brakes, uh, everyone. This bitch has got to go. But no, they... I have their higher calling isn't uh, mom uh, apple pie and making the world safe for democracy. It's to the unholy dollar and their own political aspirations, right? Because if yes, my father wasn't perfect. She Megan McCain. They all made mention how he wasn't perfect. Yeah, we're nobody's perfect, but we're all human beings. We all have families, and when we make mistakes, why not atone for them? As they were saying, oh well, he made mistakes and. He would be the first to admit it. W did he admit that the, that Sarah Palin was the biggest mistake of his life? The, in fact, I remember reading that towards the end of that campaign, they were on the bus, the so-called Straight Talk Express, and the, they wouldn't even speak to each other because John McCain was uh, he he saw her for what she was. He was saddled with her, but you know he was the candidate. He could have, I suppose, said, I made a mistake. This is, uh, we're getting a new vice president and uh, c vice presidential candidate. But no, but there you go. But they, you see what I'm saying? It's, uh, this is what we're up against. It's the, and for all the, um, you know, mistakes, whatever. Yeah, I appreciate him that he gave that thumbs down because uh, a lot of people didn't, um, lose their health care. And actually, let me, I want to play this clip from Jeff Flake I saw the other day. <clears throat> Where is it? Or is it John Kasich? I'm sorry, John Kasich. Hold on, let's, let's play this clip from explaining, um, his McCain's vote against health, the, uh, the Obamacare repeal. And you know, the thing that is, sticks in my mind, mm -hmm was that incredible scene on the Senate floor yep. when he held his hand out just as though he was sitting over in the Colosseum in Rome mm -hmm. and gave the thumbs down. And you know why he did it? Because he was worried that too many people in America would be hurt. And uh, I called John after that and I said, John, you know, and here's the funny thing about this, Allie. John is a colleague of mine. Yep. But in some sense, I didn't call him and ask him for things, but I always wanted him to be proud of me. Mm. I want him to always, you know, kind of give me an attaboy. And I called him that day. It was like the next day. Yeah. And I said, John, uh, you now have made it clear that you can be my hero forever. So what he said in the beginning, John McCain took that vote against Trump's repeal of Obamacare because he was afraid that too many people were going to get hurt. Well, why? Uh, of course they're going to get hurt. Too many people. Let's put it this way. If you're not, if, if your bills and the things that you're advocating as a so-called representative, if they 
If that guarantees that people won't be able to get health care, that millions will get kicked off health care, that we will return to a time when the number one cause of death, let's say, for uh, the old uh, elderly, um, well, now I'm getting into Social Security, but that was pre-Social Security. But when, let's say, you know, uh, what was it, um, 35,000 people a year died needlessly for lack of care. That is pre-Obamacare, and millions more went bankrupt. This is pre-Obamacare. Now, we're back up to having the same statistics now. Uh, medical bankruptcies, that is a uniquely American experience and an unnecessary one. So, you know, oh, John McCain took that vote because he, he knew that too many people would get hurt. But why did hell did any other Republicans take that vote, uh, vote for it then? Why were, why was that even an option? And that, that, that so-called evangelical closet case monster, Pence, who is worse than, uh, than Trump, frankly, in my opinion. He's worse because he is an undercover monster. He's very, slimy and slippery that guy he 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 is the he's really a uh you know he's like a wolf in sheep's clothing he he can comport himself in a stately manner he's not uh he's not completely offensive he can pump the brakes and pull back the reins on uh, on uh whereas trump can't help himself he's uh, he's just pulled the cover off. off. I mean, uh, Pence can play the game a little bit more savvy. And so, uh, you know, why Pence was there that night that, that McCain took that vote. And I remember because it was like 2 a.m. And I was up because it was a nail-biter. And it was going to affect me, not just me, but every, a lot of people I know. And why should any American be sitting on the edge of their seat wondering if they could get effing health care or not. Is this disgusting? How? What is wrong with us? Are we that stupid? I guess we are. We're stupid enough because for millions of people to vote for somebody like a Sarah Palin or a Donald Trump, think about it. Millions of people voted for that con man. And not only did they vote, they, and they voted for Sarah Palin. They voted for somebody who parlayed her political um, platform into a reality TV career. These are the worst human beings. I don't know if you guys remember. I wish I had prepared it because it just came to me now. But when recently, not too maybe it was a couple of years ago. It was not too long ago. But where the the entire McCain uh, McCain I keep getting it mixed up in my head. Palin family w went to a house party and they all got into a brawl. <laughs> I, what could you imagine if Obama? And his daughters and his wife went to a house party and there was a big brawl on the front lawn. And where they were caught on tape where, uh, what's her face? Bristol Palin was bawling, crying. Cause something, it was, this is, these are trash. This is the, 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 the white trash. I don't even, ugh. They're, it's an embarrassment. And who would have known? that we'd even be more embarrassed now. So, but, uh, I mean, really, if one thing, I wish it was just an embarrassment. I wish Trump was just embarrassing, don't you? 
been dangerous. That would be great. It, it would be great because it would be comical. At least then we could laugh. This is frightening. And John McCain, okay, he knew. Why, why the hell would he vote for Twitler at all? So he voted against health care, but then he took the vote for this GOP tax scam that added, uh, that ballooned the deficit, the, the so-called deficit hawks that funneled more money to the top. And now Trump, I don't know if you guys saw, um, they, this is, I mean, here it goes. Of, of course, they're going after Social Security. This is their setup to not only destroy health care, but to destroy Social Security, to and uh, you know to turn us back into a not even back because we were this country is new we're uh, to turn us back into a uh, neo feudal just like the kind of system our founders fought a revolution to escape that's what they want to turn us back into where the rich own everything and have all the power and the rest of us are. Well, you're on your own, sucker. You see, if uh, if we were truly free, we we'd have more um, say in the government. Uh, the government would literally and actually respond to the to the needs of the people of the majority of people they pretend to represent. We would have the working classes would have a living wage. They wouldn't uh, have to worry about uh, health care or retirement security or whether you can go to college or and not come out of college with a uh, a crushing debt this is the the world that we're living in is a world we have seen before and it was called the dark ages so anyway but now um trump has canceled the uh a a raise for federal employees citing fiscal responsibility you see because there's not enough for you no crumbs for you you see and and then and what they do after that is they have uh uh working people pitted against each other because they were saying well you know uh other workers don't get inflation adjusted wage uh raises and uh this is that's a setup you see that's the way that they start pitting working people against each other and i've seen it we we have all seen it in fact a couple years ago whenever not too long ago i can't i can't remember the year there was a there was a um a transit strike here in new york city and excuse me and i remember of course you know this is why trump goes after the media too and wants to control the media because all over the media especially the right-wing media like the Post, which is, that's a right, right-wing right rag here in New York City. They were railing against the, uh, against the strikers. Oh, I got to go to work. I got to walk. And they were, and every man on the street interview that they did, they would have the complaints of workers. Hey, I, I'm going to, you know, kill that union boss, and they, and that's if this is how they they sow dissent amongst the 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 working class. And I remember they had some woman, and she was like, "I don't get a um, pension, and I don't get a uh, Cadillac, whatever, you know, uh, health plan, health plan, 
But instead of so saying that neither should this union. So the the they uh, the, the the gist of these man on the streets interviews were like, oh well, the these union uh, workers they're just they're they're just asking too much. You don't get that. Why should they? The fact is, these people and everybody else should have been saying, damn right. I, and in fact, if they had interviewed me and I was like, interview me, I'll work every goddamn day to work if I have to. And I'll walk through the snow. I'll walk through the heat. And if uh, because I understand that when one if workers, if workers anywhere are oppressed, workers everywhere are oppressed. So what that dumb bitch woman on the street didn't seem to understand is that. If the transit workers get a decent wage and retirement security and pensions and and uh, benefits that befitting a dignified life, uh, then uh, that becomes the standard. That becomes the ground from which we all be uh, uh, all of our benefits are calculated. So why they have us uh you know it's so it's the oldest trick in the book it's the same thing as when they pit us against each other along racial lines so it's worker the working class oh well i don't get this and i don't get that well why the hell not don't be uh griping on somebody that gets it because they have a union you should say well guess what we should make a union we like when america was the so-called shining city on a hill uh, when I if I hear that again, I'm gonna rip my eyes out, or my maybe uh, my ears. I should probably rip them out first, the ears first. But yeah, you know, all about the shining city on a hill. What's a shining city on a hill? Uh, if nobody can get uh, go to a doctor, no. But it's all see, for, it's all about definitions and uh, how and expectations, I suppose too. What, I mean, because if to me, if you're not. If you can't go to a doctor when you're sick, you're not free. If you there there aren't enough hours in the day for you to work and toil and uh you know become a billionaire, um if you're trading your time and for a paycheck, um it's so the 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 it's these Republicans have really been successful in their in the messaging game. So anyway, they really have. So anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. So Trump um, has says no, uh, no. What is a president? Which so-called President Donald Trump announced Thursday that he's canceling an automatic 2.1 percent pay increase due to take effect for most civilian federal employees in 2019, calling them inappropriate given budgetary pressures. But, and where do these budgetary pressure, pressures come from? Their GOP tax scam that funneled more money to people that could never spend it in 10,000 lifetimes. How much money do these scumbags need? I keep asking. I don't know. It's, but it's at a certain point, it's not about money. It's about power and about solidifying that power. And if you don't think, you don't, I mean, just how uh, we could, those who had eyes and those who could understand some, had some political astuteness, could look at Sarah Palin during that campaign and say, this is going to open the door. This will set the standard for 
that for some some future depravity that we've yet to reveal, and here we are today. You don't think that uh, if you don't think that this doesn't set up that 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 uh, what's going on that this in, this incredible income disparity and this in this immobile upward uh, mobility that's stagnant. That you, if you don't think that that is going to destroy democracy, then you need to turn off Fox News and read a book. And I would suggest starting with the history of Western civilization, because that's what that's where we're going. You cannot have a democracy and a and uh, and this kind of concentrated wealth, and also the incessant military adventures and misadventures. And where we're all supposed to be like, oh, they're out there protecting our freedoms. Are you kidding? If we were free, if they were protecting our freedoms, if they were making it so that um, we could go to a doctor, you know, I'd be, I'd maybe agree them, agree with them, or may, maybe that we weren't having uh, so many uniquely American medical bankruptcies again. And just wait till the new rates for health insurance comes come out in the. And very very soon for next year, it's going to. I don't know. The increases apparently are going to be astronomical because they these Republicans have destroyed health care. And I, when I was um, watching John McCain's memorial service, um, I certainly was thinking, gee, yeah. You know, how do we unify this country? Because uh, they're all talking about this divided nation and how uh, we should get back to politics of compromise and in the center. What's what's in the center? Um, what's the center? That some people, uh, uh, health care for some, um, education for some, uh, and then the uh, the retirement for some, and then what is what we have now? That's the center. That's uh, what we really need is to progress, to move forward. That's the only time we've ever be really been great when we've been trying to move forward together. What is e pluribus unum? Out of many, one. We don't leave anyone behind. That is the only way that we're ever going to get out of this, is the Democratic Party and the normal people of this country have to fight for everybody in nobody out that's the only value otherwise it's all just bullshit that anybody can exploit because into those gaps of disparity steps a person like donald trump now and when i was watching the the um memorial service i was thinking at least john mccain you would never hear john mccain because they were talking about his uh his love of democracy and the American way or whatever the hell, but you would never hear. And at least, well, I thought you, he could be commended for um, never praising a dictator. Could you imagine? You would never hear a John McCain praising a despot or a dictator the way uh, uh, that this, this pig in the white house does. And I don't want to offend pigs. Because I love pigs. They're great. They're charming and intelligent, unlike Trump. So, and I wanted to play another thing, a couple of things, actually, because 
so many things went through my mind while I was watching this. But so, of course, Trump is at his golf course. Nobody wanted that 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 moron at John McCain's funeral. Least of all, John McCain uh, gave gave strict instructions that this bone spur con man was not welcome at his near his corpse. And I can understand that because nobody wants Trump near their living body then and much less their corpse when nobody's looking right so he might be he might rifle through the pockets and uh so um but so, so apparently pence there's been a lot of memorials for john mccain and pence spoke at uh at john mccain's memorial i just want to play this from uh, i think this was yesterday hold on the president asked me to be here on behalf of a grateful nation to pay a debt of honor and respect to a man who served our country throughout his life in uniform and in public office. And it's my great honor to be here. In the long history of our nation, only 30 Americans have lain in state here in the United States Capitol Rotunda. Today, as a reflection of the esteem in which his colleagues and our country hold him, Senator John McCain joins those ranks. So the president, the so-called president, asked Pence to be there to pay respect to John McCain. John, Trump has been disrespecting John McCain for, for decades, mocking him for being captured. Uh, he's got he uh the tiny petty little uh ego well, even in jo in John McCain's death the, uh, the just the spectacle of that flag uh, at the white house going up and down and up and i mean it is a reflection of what we're dealing with and so when you watch pence you see how how good he is at emoting at the proper times and he could stands very solemnly and res and seemingly respectfully, but and, and and talk about our higher ideals and the service that John McCain represented. But here's a an interview from the Christian Broadcasting that uh, I, let me let me just play it and we'll talk about it after because and let me see if you guys catch on to what immediately caught my attention. Well, obviously, we condemn any examples uh, of violence on the streets of this country. Zero tolerance for any violence against Americans. But uh, the president's point, as I took it from where I was seated, was that the Democrat Party in Congress is absolutely committed to reversing everything that we've been able to do for the American people. Did you guys catch it, what he said? The Democrat Party is... Is committed to reversing everything that we've been able to achieve or whatever. The Democrat Party? See, that's a slur. That is these, these bully little 12-year-old infants, and I don't even want to insult infants on the schoolyard or bullies on the schoolyard because a lot of bullies on the schoolyard grow up and then they atone and they become normal people. Not Republicans, though. They are emotionally stunted little little whiny little freaks who aren't fit. They're not fit to 
hold power. And there you go. There's an example. As this very sincere closet case it, uh, talks about how what the, what the president, what the so-called president truly meant, because what they were referring to was that Trump said to evangelicals who are are as big hypocrites and part of the problem. I often dream of alternate histories where Christianity was never invented. And uh, God, I, I'm sure, who knows uh, what a different world this would be. But, but Pence, um, to, uh, to slip in that slur, because to call, uh, it's a Frank Luntz-tested slur, that they um, it emphasizes the word rat, uh, the Democrat Party. There is no such thing as a Democrat Party. Now, you expect somebody, some freak like Alex Jones or Glenn Beck or these marginal morons on the fringes of uh, the Republican cesspool to say things like that, but not the so-called vice president, especially after saying, oh, we're here to, well, this was before the, the McCain funeral, but this is what he, but he said, oh, we, we respect anyone who, uh, is, uh, uh, we're here to respect John McCain. We're here to, uh, uh, it's, they're just so full of, you know, they're just a waste of human DNA. They're just full of it. They and that is the example right there that they are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. Just that little, that one little aside, uh, what they do, even in, while seeming sincere, but what they have to put in their little slurs because you, they can't meet us normally on the field of ideals. Equally, they have to gerrymander, they have to voter suppress, they have to rig things in their favor. They got to, once they get power, they, if they climb that ladder, they got to pull it up behind them because they are full of it. They are, they hate democracy, they hate this country, and they don't know what this country means. They have, they talk about ideals and respect. When they're, this, this little petty moron, do you think that he wasn't instructed somewhere along the, the line to say the Democrat Party? Where did he get that from? Because there is no such thing as a Democrat Party. And all these Republicans, the way that they do it, it's like it is, they, they talk about political correctness and these little whiny little snowflakes that they are. Because, and if you ever punch them back and then pop them in the nose, they go crying and whining to the nearest Fox News studio. But they're, they, they talk about respect and, but they don't give it. They can't give it because they're full of it. These are con men. And, they hope that somewhere along the line, when they say something like Democrat Party, somewhere some moron who's not really thinking for themselves will uh, they'll get a they'll get an icky reaction and they'll start associating Democrat with rat and there and then when they go into a booth, even though they're these morons are on social security disability or something, you know, thanks to Democrats and normal people and liberals. They'll vote against their own interests because somehow, somewhere, they've been instructed that Democrats are rats, you see. And uh, 
And it just, I just reminded myself the other, I was watching the show. I wish I had got it prepared. It was, I, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show called American Greed. <laughs> I watch the show sometimes. Uh, I, cause I, I, it never ceases to amaze me. And this is why we are a, con- a nation of laws. This is why you have to be a nation of laws and why, why laws have to supersede uh, human beings. We have to be indebted to the law and to the constitution and not to, uh, a tyrant or a personality because human beings are flawed creatures. And when I, I watch this show, American greed, it's different stories about people, you know, stealing millions of dollars in different ways and you know, getting away with it for a while usually. And, uh, and sometimes they're your best friends and sometimes you, and it goes on for years. And there was one show that I saw recently about this um, this person in Kentucky who was called the Social Security King, and he uh, he was a he was a lawyer who was when people were denied Social Security disability, they um, would hire this lawyer, and apparently the lawyer um, was in cahoots with the judge who was getting kickbacks, and then they would just write for um and approve they would write bogus even though these people were actually hurt let's say they would the the uh the grifters would write um fake because it was easier for them to just check off certain boxes so they they filled out false reports and whatnot and uh but people would get checks uh finally and then when they were revealed the social security uh administration took the these people's checks away and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the whole point of the story is, um, I just, uh, as I was watching this, this, um, this story, it all took place in Kentucky. And, uh, what, I mean, am I something wrong with me? But I, I think Kentucky is, a is a red state as far as I know. Right. Cause, um, they're saying that they're the number one, uh, the, the, they have a, a very high, um, incidents of people on disability. That's why this guy set up shop, shop there. Social Security disability. Thank you, FDR. A Democrat. Right? But now, these people voting against their own interests, they're, they're on, um, I mean, it's tragic. It really is. These, and they're talking about these people when they get their checks taken away, uh, committing suicide and whatnot. This is what it, what it is to be a civilized nation, to have a safety net, to allow people to have dignified, decent lives, even though they're disabled or they can't work. There's one guy, uh, he something, I don't know what was wrong with him. He just, he couldn't work. His hands, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He had a sickness. This, it could happen to any one of us. And you want to bet that these morons were voting for Republicans. How, where did all these Republicans get these, these idiots to vote, f- to slit their own throats? Well, they are morons. For instance, hold on a second. I saw, maybe you saw this doozy. And they want to raid Medicare to pay for socialism. Somehow, I don't see Indiana being the next Venezuela. I just don't see it. They want to raid Medicare to pay for socialism? Excuse- what? This is what I'm saying. Hello? Medicare is socialism, you freaks. Raid Medicare? That's how 
ignorant they are. And they're all like, boo, boo. What are you talking about? We want to make sure, we want Medicare for all. We want everybody to be able to go to a doctor. We don't want to raid Medicare. We want to raid Donald Trump and his billionaire benefactors. You know, Trump is a grifter. And there it is, right before our very eyes. It is working. They want to raid Medicare to pay for social security. I mean, to uh, to pay for socialism. It's beyond comprehension how stupid people are. How are you so dumb? What do you think Medicare is? It's just, and, and it is so true. I remember during the Obamacare fight when I went down to Washington with Mike Malloy to they they did a radio row, Families USA. And uh, Mike was uh, doing a show. I went outside. I was interviewing some of the morons that were rallying against their own better interests. And it is true. They were saying, get your hands, get your government hands off our Medicare. Are you crazy? They, uh, uh, what the hell? Are, what, what, will somebody please make it stop? Make them, wake them up. And, so, I don't know. Uh, this is when I get to into a depression and I start thinking there's no hope because there is no hope. <laughs> um, we cannot have morons in power. You don't. This is why you don't give kids. Uh, you, you, there's a certain age where you can go and you can drive, right? You got to take a test. You gotta you gotta be of a certain age because there's a level of maturity that is that you want somebody to have when they get behind the wheel of something that could kill people right well the guns is another story i guess but they but it's the same thing here don't you need a level of maturity to 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 hold power in a democratic republic i guess not when your democratic republic is really just a front for an oligarchy and that's really what we have right now. And the last remnants of what is what a democratic republic is, the last remnants of this this dream of this grand experiment are are really hanging by a thread. And we got to get it back in the midterms. If we don't get it back, it's done. I really believe that because they're going to i mean what they're doing with packing the courts and now with this ca this uh this Kavanaugh appointment everything that Trump is doing to reshape this country in the image of his con man dreams is illegitimate they're 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 completely illegitimate and and another thing all right so in a couple of minutes i'm going to take a break but uh we all saw that Meghan McCain went out there and was like, America was always great, whatever. She got a lot of applause for her during her eulogy. And it was really touching because she was clearly emotional. And I understand. It's it's horrible. I've, I lost both my parents. My, my, my mother died in one year, in uh, 2010. My mother died. Three months later, my father died to the day. And so I understand it was a horrible year and I, and I know grief. I know the grief of losing a parent and losing both of my parents. Um, it was that when that happened, I remember feeling completely alone in the world. It was a very bizarre feeling. I felt you really feel like an orphan and, uh, 
it was it was a very tough year. I get it. I understand the the grief, but I I wondered when I was watching her grieve. Uh, I I wondered about all the people that grieved um, that uh, because they couldn't get health care because their fathers died because they were one of the forty five thousand Americans that died each year for lack of access to care that didn't get to as she was saying. Uh, they they would never got to be a father who took their daughter uh, who was sleeping and and put them in their bed. Uh, all these touching moments, uh, they, they never got to experience those things uh, because we live in a country that is uh, really like the United States of serfs and lords, where some people get all the uh, they understand what it means. You know, you got to feel free. I guess when you have a trust fund of twenty five million dollars, like Meghan McCain, it must feel pretty pretty uh you must feel kind of free right if you get sick you could you could battle your illness with all the uh, all the strength you can muster right and get a few more months to spend with your loved ones and say goodbye but not i mean not everybody has that privilege here in the land of the so-called free and the and the home of the so-called brave but uh so but during uh Megan's th- I mean this is what I keep hearing when I hear her because she's so anti against she's so against socialism you know so uh but they they don't know what the hell they're talking about and uh so when Megan McCain another thing that she said that really irritated me though during the her eulogy was this I'm going to play it Dad I know you are not perfect We live in an era where we knock down old American heroes for all their imperfections. When no leader wants to admit to fault or failure, you were an exception and you gave us an ideal to strive for. Look, I know you can see this gathering here in this cathedral. The nation is here to remember you. Yes, okay. I I get it. I felt very... uh... I felt for her, but um, we we don't knock down heroes because they're. Uh, I mean, if she's talking about the Confederate statues, we're not knocking down heroes because of their imperfections. We're knocking down the traitors to this country that her father supposedly loved so much and defended, and that's what drives me insane. We knock down heroes this is we don't even have a common story in this country and that's why i feel we're doomed so we have idiots that vote against their own interests that are on social security disability that that are crying about socialism uh rating their medicare and how are we going to respond they're and and they're indebted to this con man they're worshiping a con man who praises dictators and is highly probable the uh, a puppet of a foreign dictator as we speak so this is what we're up against and if that doesn't motivate you to ensure you have your voter registration in order and get out there and not just vote but get involved i don't know what will so okay um i'm gonna take a break but it's not really a break because i'm going to play a clip from cnn and in the next segment in our in our second hour um we're our the guest tonight is jeremy montanez 
I hope I'm pronouncing it right. He will correct me when when he comes on. He was a panelist on CNN. You might, and in fact, we spoke about this when this happened. And he was a former Trump supporter. He voted for Trump. And after going on CNN with a panel, he called out Trump. He said he apologized for his vote. And after the fact, uh, is now receiving death threats and attacks on uh, cyberbullying online from these these Trump anzi moron cult followers who are uh, they calling him a CNN plant and all this other stuff. It's just so, so Jeremy's going to call in, but um, to refresh everyone's memory, and you guys can also call in. I'm gonna I'll put the phone up. But uh, to refresh all of our memory of what of this incident, I'm going to play the CNN interview, which is about seven minutes long. So on the other side, we'll we'll talk about it. And hopefully Jeremy will be on the phone with us and he could talk tell tell us all. Because when I heard his story, it really irritated me that this is going on in, in this country. I mean, well, what, what do we expect? Right. <sighs> So, all right, I'm going to play Jeremy's interview, and I'll see you in about seven minutes. All right, we are more than 18 months into the Trump presidency, so we thought it would be a good time to check in with Trump voters to see how they're feeling today. I sat down with a panel of people from California, Texas, Ohio, and New York, all of whom voted for Donald Trump. At one time, these folks were all on the same side, excited about this outsider running for president. But as you'll see, times have changed, and today some very feel very differently. So here now, our next Pulse of the People. How many of you are still just as excited today as you were on Election Day about President Trump? Maybe more so. And how many of you, the rest, would you say that you regret your votes? Raise your hands. I'm disappointed. Why are you more excited today than you were? You know, I came in with some trepidation based on his previous record. He's the most pro-life president we've had more than Reagan. He's done a substantial job protecting the Second Amendment, securing our border, deporting illegal aliens. He made a list of promises. He's coming through on many of them. Jeremy, what do you regret about your vote? Uh, in my mind and the way I look at him now, I think he's a monster. I think he's a bigot. I think that he's doing a lot of things to ruin people's lives. Um, I don't think that he has, I think that he's taking this country in the wrong direction, and it's a terrifying time for me. Was there a moment that turned you? It was when I heard about um, what was going on on the southern border. What part did you object to? Uh, the family separation and uh, the children in cages. I would chime in just really quick. Yeah. You've got parents who are breaking the law, bringing their kids here. If you don't want to be separated from your family, don't come to the country illegally. You're having individuals coming from Central or even South America yeah. risking their lives and their children's lives. Because their lives are at risk at so, home. And they can go to an embassy and be safe there. Absolutely. Not There's also a, not in the country but of Mexico. But you can do it. It is legal here to go to a port of entry and seek asylum. It was President Trump that started the zero tolerance. So you used to be able to stay together. Right. You couldn't under the zero tolerance. Keep in mind also, we have these minors that are now getting excellent care. They're getting very good housing. But that's board. not the point. That is parents. not the point. And I mean, I'm a lawyer, and I can tell you, first of all, there were 2,500 people. Uh, some of them were not. Here. They, they were not reconnected. Here, they did come here legally. Yeah. No one's really talked about the unaccompanied minors that are being brought here by people that are, are looking to sex traffic these children. Yeah, they're, they're, listen, human they're trafficking is a huge thing right now. The thing that people that got everyone's attention was that people who were not self sex traffickers were bringing their kids and they got separated and 572 of them 
may never see their parents again. Thanks to the you know, are they really the parents? Even after Trump's direction, are they really the parents? Hold on, we haven't heard yet from Chris. Go ahead. This is the problem with with what the president is doing. He's able to divide us on these issues where we're now fighting amongst ourselves. You know, you look at at Charlottesville. You look at the separation of the families on the border. You just look at the at the tweeting. I've never seen an individual who is so good at connecting with sort of average people that has no ability to really communicate or control the way he communicates. I think it's disingenuous to say that President Trump is wholly responsible for the bifurcation that we see across party lines right now. But is he helping it? I don't think that necessarily some of the things that he says could be said in a more polished manner. My issue with this president, who I voted for, is the fact that he has something negative to say about every other leader. But you try saying one little comment that's negative about Trump himself. He jumps into a fit and he has this Twitter tirade. You know, we have a lot of really, I mean, I have to be crass about it, idiots who voted for him, including myself at, at one time. I take great offense. I am not an idiot. It's a wise decision that people vote. It was a wise decision for Michiganders, for Wisconsinites, for Pennsylvanians, for working Americans who were tired of their jobs being taken away, shipped overseas, or taken by illegals. Go I ahead. want to apologize to the nation for my vote for him. It was the wrong thing to do. It was the biggest mistake I ever made. Like I said, he is a racist. Why do you believe he's racist? Why do I believe he's racist? Look what happened in Puerto Rico. He said, oh, they want to just uh, cry and, you know, they needed help. Just because they're not white-skinned, he doesn't want to go down there and help them out. So I, I take great offense to the fact that you felt the need to apologize on the behalf of the entire nation, because that also seems, that, 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 to that, that says myself. to me that you are invalidating the validity of my vote. No, and the reason, the reasons, I think the reasons why I voted for Donald Trump is because based on my perception of him, he is not a racist and he has done so all. much. He has done so I, much for the black community. How do you explain the tweet about LeBron James and Don Lemon? I watched that interview. But he, 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 I mean, and, and the yeah. president has done this before. He's called people of color. He, he's called them ignorant. He's called them dumb. He's called white he's people called that, too. That's he what I want. LeBron James is more stupid than Don Lemon. That's what he, he goes after Don Lemon and LeBron James and Maxine Waters. How do you explain that? When you call someone's, when you call someone's intellect into question, it has nothing to do with race. I work with a lot of Hispanic evangelicals who are very pro-life. Hispanics care about God, family, jobs, education top things for us. The tr uh, President Trump is delivering on those things. Right. So all this other good. rhetoric, no, that's all, all this other rhetoric of, oh, he tweeted this or he did this, this. I don't really care about you that. You don't care about that. I care you about, care about, I care about, about I God, You're free to family, exactly. God, family, Understood. jobs, great. and education. And you made a great point about that. And so Thank as you. somebody who is, so, who is driven by her faith um, and cares about God and family, do any of the personal peccadilloes give you pause? The Playboy... Uh, model who was paid off the payments to Stormy Daniels for lives without affairs. Does any of that give you pause? You know, um, we are taught as Christians to be forgiving. I'm not going to get into his personal life. That 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 was not something that I weighed in to to go vote for him. Does it make you anything was better than Hillary? But, but Absolutely. When you hear about the Playboy stuff, does it make you uncomfortable? No, I'm not here to, to judge about what he did on his miscellaneous uh, activities or what he was doing outside of his bedroom. That is not what I voted for him to do. I voted for him for his policies and his agenda to put this country back on track. Well, there you go. And um, she's not going to... Uh worry about what he does except it's just the i get it but um if only they were consistent that's 
That's what I mean. Then I would feel at least they're not hypocritical. It's the it's the hypocrisy. He didn't. They didn't vote. They voted for his policies. Now, what policies are those? Because he really ran like a, a Democrat. Now they talk about populism. Trump's he was a liar though, and that's why I believe, and I still believe. Uh, I believe then, and I believe now. I w- I was for Bernie. I believe that Bernie would have won. And I uh, not that it matters now, but this truly was an outsider election. And if the Democratic Party had really been on the ground now, I remember during the um, the the uh, the campaign when I used to do this show. It sucks to be right with Sherry Sutton and she lives she lives in Switzerland, but she she was from Georgia, from the south and she had gone home and. She uh, said that all over the South, when she was driving, nothing but Trump signs everywhere. No, and they like she was like, she's, he's going to win. He's going to win. And I was like, no, no, no way. But it's true. Um, they, the people on a lot of levels wanted to throw a Molotov cocktail into the system. And they were, I get it, because... This uh, and and this is something I argued for during one of my tirades when I used to do the two minute tirades for Progressive Voices was that neoliberalism is the uh, is the is sort of the groundwork uh, or the fertile ground of fascism. And when I say liberalism, it's sort of like the it, that's conservatism, neoliberalism. That's the that is it doesn't create it's not the remedy for um, fascism. It's what makes fascism possible to begin with. When you're taking work, the, the working class and you're denying them a decent life, do you think that if we think about if the country was truly running on, uh, if we were, let's say, back in the day during the time that 40 years of, of, um, that period of time after uh, during uh, World War II and after called the Great Prosperity, if w- when the American middle class was created through government policies, government the uh, because this is the thing that gets me, the um, middle class didn't just sprout out because billionaires felt like trickling it upon us. It it was a result of government policy. And that's exactly what FDR said. He And he actually, if I can paraphrase correctly, he said, yes, we are on our way back, but it's not because of a turn of the wheel or the uh, something in a cycle, you know, like the cycle of Wall Street. It's because we planned it that way. And don't let anybody tell you differently. And that's what I mean. We planned it that way. We had a middle class that that was growing and protected and had unions and had retirement where you would go and you'd get a decent living wage you know the, uh 30 years ago the number one job in the country the uh the biggest employer in the uh in the United States was General Motors that had a union a decent uh de- decent benefits their their um I think their lowest starting rate wage was like $35 an hour. Now it's 15. So, uh what what does that say about a country? And the number one employer in the country is Walmart. The number 2 is McDonald's. 
and those are the companies that have the most people on public assistance. So what does that say about a country? When you go from having a, a, uh, an economy where people can get a decent, have a decent life, because not everybody is going to be a businessman or an entrepreneur. There's a, a, but that doesn't mean that people don't have value and don't contribute to society. In fact, I will argue that somebody who sweeps the floor in some uh, at some CEO's building um, certainly contributes more to society than a Donald Trump Jr. or a Donald Trump. Donald, what does Donald Trump co- contribute to society? Even now, in his entire life, what has he contributed to this world? Nothing. He's created nothing but pain, misery, even in his goddamn casinos. All he did was... It was like open up some trap to that sucked social security checks out of people's pockets. So I mean, really, that's what has he done? What has he ever created? Has he ever contributed to this world? In fact, he's done nothing. None of his children either. Even his stupid daughter, his well-coiffed daughter, who's groomed within an inch of her life. Enough with that. And, and oh, okay. So Jeremy's supposed to call in. I don't know why he's not on the line. I did this whole setup for him. Hopefully he'll call in. I just emailed him. Well, call in. Unless he's got a different time in mind. I said Eastern time. So, but if he, well, we're just going to keep going. Um, the other thing I wanted to play, which annoyed me. So I want you to be annoyed too. I want to share my annoyance. Um, was this Kelly Kelly and Conway? Because you know, last week they were talking about um, how Trump is Trump's mad at Sessions because he's not doing his uh, he's not because Trump doesn't believe in the rule of law, and neither do his morons. They, but Kelly and Conway was uh, intercepted. On her way to work, I suppose. And uh, it's, I just thought this was kind of irritating. Hold on. How are we feeling about Mr. Sessions this morning? Oh, he's great. I talked to the Attorney General yesterday, actually. He's working very hard on MS-13 gangs, the opioid crisis, immigration. Uh, they've got this great new initiative you probably haven't read about or at least covered called SOS Synthetic Opioids. So does that, does that mean that he still has the president's confidence? He is the Attorney General. I just love her, her Trump Tourette's. You say, it's like, oh, it's great. First of all, the, uh, that, that irritating female affect that all of the women that, that revolve around Trump, uh, that they all have to, have to put on is sort of like a rake on a chalkboard to me. I can't stand it because they all have to be very pleasing and they have to be demure and they have to speak in a very female pleasing manner to their great dear leader and oh and as and and if you if you're listening on progressive voices or gdpr i'm sorry you can't see the video but if you look at the video uh the way that she's just walking with this big smile plastered from ear to ear because that's how she's been trained to be a very 
pleasing female in Trump's vision of what it means to be a woman. And that means you wear a dress. So, well, she's actually wearing a nice elegant pantsuit. Uh, maybe she'll have to, he'll have to talk to her about that. But they, and it's uh, the response to the question about Jeff Sessions. Oh, he's doing great. And MS-13 and building a wall. It was like Trump Tourette syndrome and hats and MAGA and making America great. And we're going to make, uh, you know, it's like uh, uh, all of a sudden it's like a fembot, you know, like I would think, uh, I don't know if you guys, I used to watch the bionic woman when I was a kid and all of a sudden, like the head falls off, her face falls off and she's just a fembot, a fembot in there, MAGA, walls. MS-13. MS-13? I mean, I never, I don't know. I live in New York, right? So it's not, and Long Island is uh, like a 20-minute drive from here. I don't know where uh, this MS-13, um, maybe I'm misinformed. I hear that it's all over the place. I'm sure there's problems, but I don't know. Anyway. All right. Well, Jeremy's not calling in. It's it's very weird because he emailed me like 50, 50 times and now uh, there's not whatever. Anybody else want to call in? You We are going to open the phones. Let me put the number up and we could talk about. So what I wanted to say, I mean, with Jeremy, hopefully he, hopefully he will call in. The, the, the fact is you can't leave the cult. And apparently Jeremy was a... Um, he voted for Trump, but he was more of one of these. He he said he would have b- voted for Bernie or Trump, and there was a th- there was a contingent of voters that, and this is why I believe Bernie would have won. And not to relitigate the whole thing, but the whole it really was an outsider election, and people are sick of the 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 political class, and they and like that woman said, oh anybody but Hillary Clinton. And if let me ask, I wish that CNN interviewer, if she had just dug in, why? Why anybody but Hillary? Why? What is it? Because this is what I do. A friend of mine actually is, uh, he's, he, he, he listens to a lot of right wing radio and uh, much to my irritation. And I, uh, often ask him, like, and a lot of times I figured this out, uh, during, as our friendship was, uh, new and developing and, and he said something about, oh, I, I hate Nancy Pelosi. I don't like Nancy Pelosi. And I'm like, why? And uh, I don't know. I just don't like, he just had no answer is the bottom line. Because he was listening to Mark, Lev- Mark Levin or whatever, one of these, these, these right-wingers. Is it Mark Levin or whatever? And uh, I know there's another one who is, who's not a right-winger. He's a left-winger. Um no, Michael Savage, not Mark Levin, but uh, Michael Savage. That's what he was looking, li- listening to. And um, he, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's what they say. So after a while, repetition, I don't like Nancy Pelosi. I don't like, you know, it's the same thing. MAGA, build a wall. Beep, 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 beep. You know, you start becoming a fembot. And uh, that's, you just, you just repeat it. This is the power of propaganda again and again, repetition, repetition. And so, because he had no answer. Why don't you like Nancy Pelosi? What is it about? It's And it's the same thing with Hillary Clinton. Well, what is it? What would they say? Oh, Benghazi. Something about Benghazi, probably. But they don't even know what Benghazi is. Show me Benghazi on a map. 
What is Benghazi? What is the history of that area? Why are we there? How about Central America? What's the history of our interventions in these these uh, these war torn areas that we created? Why are we experiencing a uh, a crisis? Why are people fleeing their country? looking for uh, uh, refugee status. Why are they looking for asylum from their own country? They're not just because they need a walk. They want to they want to clean your toilets that they got up at one day and said, let's go, little Johnny. We're going to go clean some American dumb bitches toilet. No, it's because we created this uh, uh, a war torn cesspool and into there into this these toppled states stepped the uh, drug lords and uh, this is what happens in a vacuum and um so that's what's happening i got no calls this is so annoying all right jeremy why aren't you calling i don't care whatever i had a feeling you know what i'm saying sometimes i get a psychic feeling and uh i just had a feeling it was a why aren't I'm just emailing you? You calling? Uh, hello. Uh, all right. Anybody else want to call? The number is three six zero seven 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 six zero zero seven. I was uh, I was really interested in talking with Jeremy because I wanted to hear. I mean, it's uh about this experience. What happens when you when you go against the cult? And and that's what it is. You see, the um, it is a cult. Um, and I had this article up uh, about cults. Hold on. The uh, what is a characteristic of a cult? The 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 Republican Party of today, they uh, pretty much personify the the characteristics of a cult. Let's see. So here's an article on uh, cults here. From medium.com, 10 signs you're probably in a cult. The leader is the ultimate authority. That's number one. You are not to, you are not allowed to criticize your leader, even if the criticism is true. You're probably in a cult, right? That's, that's it. That's the telltale sign. How, what kind of a, of an American thinks you're, they're free, yet Donald Trump can do no wrong? He's a, there's just um, something not right. You can't really uh, square that whatever. Is that a a saying? Square that circle? When you, especially Donald Trump, this is the other thing that gets me. It's not even Pence, right? You might think that dupes, if Pence was this charismatic cult leader, that you might think but you know he's got no energy or whatever he's just he's probably too milk toast but of of everybody um donald trump because there is a long documented history of donald trump being a con man and it's not um excuse me it's not just me it's not just us there is a long history of him being sued by the government being put on an allowance by bankers and uh because he was a uh because he couldn't he he wasn't paying them back 
um, of him stiffing workers, of him just being a dick. Of He destroyed artwork off the facade of a building that was supposed to be preserved. This is who he is. He doesn't care. A, a beautiful artwork. Meanwhile, you know, they, they complain about these uh, Taliban, which are, are who blow up ancient ruins. Of course we complain about that because that's just an, that's an offense against humanity. What's the difference? It's the same thing than, uh, as Donald Trump destroying a, a, a beautiful piece of art that, was, that we as a human, uh, as the human race can enjoy. And he destroyed it because it was in the way. And they, he was specifically told to preserve this. But it was too much trouble for him. Now, if he can't do that, when he's ordered to by by a court and by the de- and by de- decency when decency says preserve this preserve this piece of art that's on the facade of this building that you now have control of if you can't do that then why uh what what do we expect from him you think he's going to protect you and for him to get up there and say um I'm making America, keeping America great, and they're coming for your Medicare. Uh, uh, they want to take your Medicare and uh, give it to socialism? Th- and they're all applauding this. <clears throat> so, one, the leader is the ultimate authority. Two, the group suppresses skepticism. So, okay, uh, this, is, this isn't Donald Trump's cult. What is? You're only allowed to study your organization through approved sources. Oh, my God. What is this? What are we... I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about. Approved sources. Don't believe that fake news. Don't believe CNN, MSNBC, The Washington Post, New York Times, whatever. Any other news organization that that is actually reporting the truth. Talk to my state organization. Here's my propaganda rag. This Fox News, here you go. That's the only one you're supposed to believe. Cult views critical thinking as an infectious disease, and and every effort is made to suppress it. Doubting members are encouraged to isolate themselves from outside influences and focus solely on the doctrine of the cult. I mean, it sounds like Scientology, too, right? Criticism is forbidden. People who contradict the group are viewed as persecutors and often given labels like anti and apostate or suppressive person. Well, that's a that's a cult. That's Scientology. Members are discouraged from consuming any material that is critical of the of the group. Number three, the group delegitimizes former members. So now that this this person came out against the cult, uh, this person Jeremy, who was supposed to call in and didn't call in. But uh, whatever, uh, that's what happened. He's apparently getting attacked by, uh, and you could see right online here, um, on Reddit, the on Donald Trump's Reddit feed, they're attacking him. It says very fake news strikes again. CNN caught planting anti-Trump socialist Jeremy Jeremy Montanez as Trump voter. So because he said that he was either going to vote for for Bernie or Trump, now they're they're smearing him. Oh, he's a he's just a plant. He's a socialist, right? But meanwhile, these morons, they're socialists too. Half of them are probably on social security and they're railing about getting getting our government hands off their Medicare. So, let's see. It says uh 
And they're really um, kind of fierce and frightening. So they're saying um, that he let's expose this guy. Um, 4chan is on it, meaning they're going to dox him, meaning to uh, bring his all his personal information, his address, phone number, and, and uh, make it public so that he could be harassed. And it'll be done by Sunday night. Uh, <clears throat> I mean... They will need time to get their ducks in a row there. See, this is how and they write T-H-E-R-E, their ducks in a row. This is how stupid they are. They don't know how to write. They don't because that's because they're morons. They don't read. They uh, that kind of these these consistent. Uh, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes smell, spelling mistakes. But this consistent spelling and grammatical errors on the right belie a or betray the underlying problem which is they are ignorant they don't read there's an intellectual incuriosity that's where it comes from you don't it's not just about you know they obviously they went and they they have an eighth grade education that's about it that's why uh, after they got out of the eighth grade they never read a book or nothing. This is why they're so easily led. They don't know history. They've never read any any book that wasn't uh, prescribed by a by an eighth grade teacher. Uh, after that, if you don't read and you don't um, consume literature or anything that, uh, and all you're exposed to is right wing propaganda on the radio and in, and on TV, of course you don't know that it's not. When you write get their ducks in a row, it is not get T-H-E-R-E ducks in a row. I mean, really, right? It's it's really sad. <clears throat> so that's who they're, uh, so they're attacking him about, uh, you know, with their completely misspelled threats. Okay, the group uh, delegitimizes former members for the group is paranoid about the outside world. Uh, hello, with what? With Trump supporters, with the uh, the whole world, and including their uh, obviously at the direction of their d- dim leader at the top. Uh, there is so much conspiracies everywhere you look. There's conspiracies in the pizza parlor. There's pedophile rings. There's there's all kinds of uh, everybody's getting murdered. Seth Rich. There's this whole underlying murder thing going on, and uh, where they they just can't seem to. I mean, uh, apparently, even this Q, this QAnon that they're um, that they're talking of, that they are all uh, that Trump is really um, tickling. He's tickling these these paranoid funny bones so, and giving the, them a legitimacy to these tinfoil hat freaks. Okay. The group is paranoid, which is so sad. Really? Um, you're not free. If you're, if you're so fearful, what kind of a frightening tiny world must you live in when you think, I mean, people are just trying to go into work. They're trying to do the right thing. Um, you're living in a tinfoil hat nightmare because somebody's trying to give you health care. Uh, okay. Cults position themselves as the sole refuge from an evil outside world that is intent on their destruction. Cults thrive on conspiracy theories, catastrophic thinking, and persecution complexes. Uh, it, it is to a T, right? 
In an effort to draw in more paying members, cults are often very aggressive in their recruitment efforts, which are usually justified by saving people from the evil world. Those who reject the cult's message are uh, evil or stupid. Number five, the, uh, the group relies on shame cycles. If you need your group in order to feel worthy, loved, or sufficient, you're probably in a cult. And, that, and that's, there you go there, because there is a sense of this tribalism with, with, with Trump, where they're all rallying around their dim leader to protect him from this, this crazy, this scary complex world, right? And um, I think it's the entire Republican Party, and this is what I always say about Republicans, they talk about rugged individuals, right? They're all so rugged, but just try it. Try being an individual in the Republican Party, and they got something for you, which, well, you'll be vilified, you'll be, uh, they'll put you right back in line. And that's why you can throw a rock randomly, and I don't suggest that, you know, I mean, this is just a metaphor, at a, at a Republican convention and hit a closet case or somebody who is too fearful to live an authentic life because they can't step outside their 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 cult. It's sort of like that that uh that Duggar family, right? The Duggar family when that what is that? That that 19 uh 19 freaks and counting family where the, it ended up of course there there that that kid the the oldest son was in the family uh research council with you know that anti anti-gay hate group and they're all uh they can't kiss before marriage or whatever, but it ended up he was on uh, AshleyMadison.com, the uh, this website that um, where you can find people to have an affair with uh, outside of your marriage, and he uh, that's what he was doing. And but because they can't live, they they have to conform to the group. You see, so. Uh, and that's why, you know, being gay, I, not that this guy was gay. I just, that's just an aside, not that the, the Duggar kid, but I'm just saying that's why there's so many closet cases in the Republican Party. Because you can't, uh, in order to be gay, you, in this world, as now, I guess it's getting a little easier, not that much, but it's, uh, you have to, there has to, you have to have a little bit of courage to face, uh, the reaction of morons like the Duggar family. There are, there's a whole cottage industry of so-called religiosity, this faux religiosity where they, they put their homophobia and they ascribe it to the giant gay, uh, the giant sky spook who seems to really care so much about, uh, and uh, about, uh, you know, whether, People who are forming a legal marriage contract have the appropriate combination of genitals. So, but um, you have to be able to to navigate that that fear. I know for myself, whenever you come out of the closet, there's always you, and you have to, you don't just come out once. You got to come out all the time when you meet new people, when you're on a new job, when you meet a, a new group of friends, or wherever you're going. You always have to come out, and there's always that moment of. Ugh, like, oh, here we go. Because you never exactly know what people's reactions will be. And nobody likes to be uh, vilified or attacked. And, you know, um, but you you can't, uh, 
you, uh, what's the point of living if you uh, i always think like what a sad life that must be to be a closet case how how horrible what, to waste this life because we have such a short time on earth and you have to and, and you feel the need to please other people because you you because really it is it's really ultimately about love and acceptance you want to be loved and accepted by your group and but if your group has uh won't accept you because of who you are then um you know you got to think about that you want to be in a group oh okay i feel like i think i see jeremy on the line i'm gonna pick him up Jeremy. I'm here. How are you? Hey, you're here. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I was actually doing another interview. Uh, the Red Elephants ended up contacting me, so I was doing that. I'm sorry. Okay. That's okay. So I played your clip for everybody, and um, I just – so what happened? So tell me tell me the story. So we know that you are on CNN. And right. Uh, they And you are a former Trump voter who Correct. uh who saw the light let's say and uh they and once you came out and i and i appreciated that i remember when i saw i did see your clip and we actually played it on the show before and right. um that was good i uh you had you were the one that you said uh that you you apologized to america for yes. your vote and yes. i found it funny that the other there was another guy on the on the panel that was like oh, I'm, I'm offended by that and uh whatever but so what happened after your i know you're being you you're really uh being attacked and harassed by, yes. by yeah. uh, so what's going on uh, well you know um like the day after that there was a video already that was like you know 15 25 minutes long saying that i was a cnn plant that i was a crisis actor kind of like the things that they were saying about david hogg um mm. i well, exactly it's exactly the same only you know i don't have you know, thank God, a, or thank goodness, a, um, right. a, a a terrible massacre behind me so for me to go out and uh, defend myself against these people. So I've been just trying to contact as much media as I can because I, I have the right to defend myself. I was not an actor and I was not a plant. I did support this monster for two years. Mm, mm. So what happened when – so you supported him for two years. When did you yeah. first start – when he first announced his campaign and – you just no, 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 no. It was when, uh, the, when it was when the uh, Hillary Clinton and the DNC rigged the election against Bernie Sanders. Bernie was my mm -hmm. candidate, but everybody right. knew that the election was rigged. So mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do. All I knew was that I'm never voting for her, and right. um, and I still, you know what? I still don't. I don't regret not voting for her. Mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 I've written her, um, you know, apologizing for maybe some of the things I said about her because as a person, I don't think she's as bad as what this bigoted monster is. But I don't regret not voting for her. And um, I started looking into other candidates. And in 2008, I voted for Ralph Nader. I supported John McCain, but I voted for Ralph Nader because I didn't agree with the bank bailout. Right. So I started to research Trump, you know, and I started to watch interviews. And the problem with that was that I was watching interviews that were like, you know, when he was still a Democrat. So a lot of what he was saying was like, well, you know, I believe in universal health care and I believe in this and that. And I'm like. Okay, you know, that's cool. That's, like, that's my main issue, healthcare. I've suffered at the mercy of this country's healthcare my whole life. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, this was about two months into the, like, two months before the vote. 
Um, I ended up voting for him. I posted it on Facebook. I was really excited. You know, I really mm-hmm. thought that it, I wanted to give him a chance. I really thought that he might be able to do something different. And, you know, I mean, the economy is great. I have to admit that. Um, but we really need to be working on social issues. We really need to stop putting kids in cages, which Obama did do as well. I acknowledge that. Um, mm-hmm. We need to stop, the, you know, just support them. You know, you, they need to change that law where Guatemalans and um, South, South American uh, people have to wait in these jails and not just get deported, like, automatically. We need to change that. They need to be deported automatically if that's the case. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a whole other issue. I just – they I uh, when you say about the economy, this economy was on a upward tra- trajectory – before Trump took office and and the yeah. he's not doing anything. The Trump is not doing anything for the economy. In fact, the the jobs growth is the slowest it's been since 2016 because I believe. I mean, obviously the this this uh this GOP tax scam is doing nothing uh to for working people. Uh, but I, I, I Yeah, it's not. It's and it's doing exactly what we foresaw and warned about which the uh, what they're doing the companies are doing they're they're having these uh, stock buybacks and they're inflating that's what they do to inflate the stock uh-huh. price so yeah. their their uh, their investors make more money and um that doesn't there's nothing trickling down um we still have stagnant wages jobs are still yes. uh, yeah. this this country uh is still the least upwardly mobile He's not doing anything, and I get it. When when he was uh, when he won, quote unquote, uh, the electoral college, um, they I was uh, obviously upset, uh, but partly because I I couldn't believe that there were so many racists in the country. You now I live in New that York was, my entire life. Yeah, yeah, ahead, that that. I don't mean to cut you off, but oh. um, I always say there's no reason for people to support him unless it's for his bigotry, because that's what this whole thing is about. It's, he's not doing anything to help anybody, not even his own base. He is just a flat-out bigot racist, and he's brought that out in people that are racist. He's made it okay for it to be racist. That's and that right. is the most that's deplorable right. thing. You know, That's why I call him a monster, because he is. Right, right. And that's he's a monster he's and he's so a bigot. That's, and he, and he, that's how he, he tricked people. When, because right. uh, you're what you're saying, he he would say anything, and it was yeah. sort of like that's what Hitler did too. Now you can go into Hitler's pol- uh into the uh, records, and if Hitler was speaking well, during his rise to power, when he was speaking to different groups, if he was speaking to labor groups, when he was in the beginning before he destroyed the labor unions in Germany, he would talk yeah. about their rights and make. I mean, this is what he. Did and it's the same thing that Trump would do, and he Trump. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's anything. the same exact thing. He, he says anything to uh, to anybody, and he knows. And he did run to uh, on a lot of democratic issues like universal health care, and saying, "Oh, everybody's going to have health care. It's going to be cheaper. We're all going to have it. We're all going to be covered." And, and it's going to be the, great. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I get yeah. it. And when he when he when he won, I remember talking to Mike Malloy after I was really depressed. And he was like, "Well, yeah. let's just see what happens because maybe he'll surprise us." And because it was sort of be like Earl Warren. I don't. Uh, there was a Supreme Court justice back in the day uh-huh. who was very right wing, and uh, when he got on the court, they the right wingers were disappointed because he turned out to be more of a liberal and uh then there was impeach Earl Warren signs all over the south 
but uh and so mike was like well maybe it'll be like that he'll come out for for universal health care he'll he'll maybe he'll do something but the fact is trump is a con man he is a fraud he's never been a successful businessman he's i live I in new york yeah he's not he he knows how to slap his name he knows branding he knows how to put his name on other people's work he's a con man he's He's not a uh, he's just a grifter, and um, so I and the way he the way he talks about you know like what he did with like this whole thing with John McCain that is the most right. disgusting thing I have ever okay. seen in my life. Yeah, it is uh, having the flag. I mean, it, and, and then and then saying like he doesn't regret his treatment of John McCain. You know, calling mm-hmm. him a, a non-hero. Like the last interviewer asked me, what is it that I consider John McCain a hero about? And I said, it's not because he was a captured. I said he has lived. What I consider an American dream, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone, those are two of my idols because they have gone from being nothing all the way up to what they are now, and they worked hard for it. And I look up to people that do stuff like that, and I look up to John McCain for that reason. Right. To me, he's a hero. Right. Yeah. And uh, just the the denigration of – to say to uh, interviewers, and he's been saying it for decades, that John McCain isn't a hero, I prefer, because he's captured. And they, uh, he, we, there's clips of him saying this uh, ten years ago. He was. This has been a long time uh, position of Trump's, where he said, yeah. "Oh, he's a hero because he's captured." Ha ha. He just, Donald Trump would not last a day in a in a in a foreign prison camp or whatever. Not. I mean, this yeah, guy, exactly. He's a draft dodger. He has no. He he could never hold a candle up to John McCain. He could never hold a candle up to Barack Obama. He could never hold a candle up to George W. Bush. You know, these presidents were presidents. Mm-hmm. Yes, George That's W. Bush right. invaded Iraq. I disagree with that. But you know what? Out of all the presidents in my lifetime, he's my favorite because behind the scenes, his character. Character is what matters. This monster has none of it. Right. Well, that's true. I well, I mean, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a big fan of Bush, but I have to right. say that in comparison to Donald Trump, well, we I now. think George Bush. <laughs> I mean, even today when I was watching the funeral and it was uh, just watching the Obamas and the Bushes sitting next to each other and the and then George Bush was handing something to Michelle Obama and they were They're good you know, friends. They just seemed, They're very good friends. Yeah. yeah. It seemed it was touching to see that kind of humanity, and uh, and it was also kind of uh, it, it just the relief from the day to day tininess of what's going on, the, and that's what it is. Yeah. It's so small. He talked, and the irony of Trump is he's he talks about greatness. He talks about, but he's the smallest most insignificant little little bitch i mean i i don't even know what to say he's well megan mccain put it best when she was speaking today saying america doesn't need to be made a great made great again it was made it's already great and i like how the presidents you know i like how the presidents were jabbing at donald trump because you know i mean his treatment i his treatment towards uh, john mccain is incomprehensible and you know i i wish that i i heard that ivanka was there and jared kushner and you know when it comes to them not Kushner, but when it comes to Ivanka, when it comes to Melania, when it comes to Barron Trump, I do come to their defense, um, you know, because, you know, like when Melania wore that jacket, that hurt him. And I really think that that's what she was trying to do was, was hurt his his face, hurt his poll numbers, because I don't think she wants to be in the White House. I think that she just wants her normal life back. And I agree with that. You know, I mean, everybody, I mean, I want that, too. I want them out of there. And it's very important that the voters go to the uh, polls uh, in November because we need to get 
the House. We need to start impeachment processing. Um, I can't say that he is guilty of collusion because I'm very high on criminal defense, meaning that I don't say someone's guilty until all until they actually have the trial. I don't believe in judging somebody without a proper trial. But in my heart, I, I know that he got elected through Russia. I, I do not think that the, the American uh, people as a whole voted for him, as we saw in the uh, in the um, not the electoral college, but in the in the popular vote. I mean, it says it right there. We need to eliminate the electoral college as well, so something like this does not happen again. That's right, and that's what I always say. Once we get it back, and we we have to get it back in the midterms and get yes. normal people in there, people who know how to spell, people who aren't racist, and are at least trying to be better people, and right. we need to need to shore up all the fissures in this system that allowed somebody as disgusting as Trump to slip through. Uh, because yes. what he did was he exploited, and he's still doing it. He's exploiting the uh, he's the, the racism that uh, that a lot of people have, and they he's bringing yeah. out the worst in people. That and, yeah, and he's, he's opened the door for it to be okay. Right, uh, and it may make somebody uh, make somebody feel good to say the n word or feel like they're they're getting away with something. But the fact is, it's that we are a country of 320 million diverse people. We are a diverse yeah. nation. We are a uh, a nation of immigrants, and yes. that I uh, to to denigrate that. The the other thing I saw uh, this was a couple of months ago where these Trump supporters confronted this representative who is actually of of Navajo descent, a Native American, Uh and they were – the armed Trump supporters confronted him and uh, to demand to to ask him if he was legal or not. uh, He's a Native American, and he was like, get out of my face. I'm an indigenous American. Get that – and this is how ignorant they are, that they're literally – because he's brown. That's what it was. They were like, are you, are exactly. you illegal? <laughs> he's well, look what he did in Puerto Rico. I, I mean, know. his treatment of Puerto Rico, he would not have done that had a bad white uh, island. And, um, right. like, for example, the death of a girl, Molly. You know, Molly, the one that just got killed by the illegal immigrant? Yes. Her name's Molly. Okay. Yeah, he goes on a rally exploiting her name, exploiting her just so he can make his base more racist and more. So if that would have been a, like a, an immigrant from uh, the UK and illegal or whatever, he wouldn't have said anything. It was just a simple fact that the family got upset. They told him to get stop. You know, they don't believe right. in his race. That's right. Well, that's really no, I mean, well, he. It's just as soon as when I as soon as I saw that happen with uh, with this woman. I I yeah. just knew I was like oh here we go yeah, here I knew go. they yeah. were going to exploit that and the, and like you said the family of Molly Tibbetts are telling him to stop uh, yeah. to, uh to stop using her death to uh, to advance their anti uh, American agenda and that's what it is yeah. it is anti American because uh, if what's you're that too, is that, oh, I don't mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, what's that is like we have a Republican Party who we have Paul Ryan, we have Mitch McConnell. You know, do I think these gentlemen are racist? No, I don't. I just think they have no backbone, and they're letting him get away with everything. And I mean, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, why? Just so he, you can take my health care away? I mean, what what is your angle? Right. Well, that's what it is. They, I, I mean, as much as I, when I was watching the funeral of John McCain, as much as I, I. I was feeling for John McCain, but the and what I was talking about in the earlier hour, they uh, and I was 
grateful that he voted against repealing yes. Obamacare, yes. thankfully. Yes. But there were so many other votes, and uh, the, and I and I was hoping that the Republican Party. The, the, the other thing is, uh, what's his his name? Uh, Lindsey Graham is one of John McCain's greatest friends. They call. They said. Yeah, he's, he's a sellout now. Yeah, going his his so-called best friend going. Um, what do you call it? Golfing with Trump. Uh, how is he um supporting Donald Trump after he is still when John McCain was still was sick? This uh so-called best friend would would mm-hmm. not say anything about about Trump. Was yeah. constantly supporting Trump. Never said anything about the way Trump was treating John McCain. I mean, it's really vile. And uh, I believe that he just stole the son of the devil. I there's mean, something there. He's either getting paid off or something, or there's something there uh, that well, that is that, causing this. Well, that's it. Well, people are saying. I mean, I don't. I'm not surprised that now we. Uh, and like you were saying just a minute ago, that how uh, Trump is definitely compromised by the Russians. There is no doubt in my mind that he is a uh, an active agent of this foreign dictator because Trump had, could not get a legitimate bank loan he was uh, he could he was a bad risk he he defaulted on uh, on loans the banks in the united states put him on an allowance he couldn't get yeah. funding for anything so of course he turned to the russian the russian oligarchs saw their their they they saw him as an easy mark because he's greedy and uh yeah. and he, yeah i mean he's just easily played he's ignorant so they um, they've been cultivating him for a long time, and that's why there's no doubt in my mind that he's not he's not in cahoots with them. And I don't well, know. What I'm saying I, is that I, I won't say he is because I won't say he's guilty of anything just because of my own personal beliefs. But deep down inside, I believe. I mean, I even said it on CNN. I said if he did something, which he probably did, they're going to get him. Moore's going to get him. So, that's why he's so. Uh, he, the way he's tweeting, even today, he was tweeting during John McCain's funeral. This moron, he can't help himself. He, uh, while the nation is mourning and watching this this memorial service for a, a a great man who Donald Trump is not fit to kiss this guy's ass, he's on his golf course tweeting about the rigged witch hunt and the FBI and the Justice Department and attacking Canada. That's what he was doing while while we were memorializing John McCain. That's who yeah. he is. He can't help himself. He he couldn't. Stop himself for that one right. for that 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 period of time. Just shut the f up and He's uh, a child. no, yes. Uh, could you imagine now? John McCain knew because he uh, was the one who choreographed his his own memorial, and that says right. a lot of hit the fact that he picked George Bush, Barack Obama, the people Barack that he Obama. picked to speak. And uh, that says it was sort of like you know maybe his his aspirational hopes for the country. But of course he wouldn't allow Trump there because Trump could not speak about anybody else. He would never speak about John McCain. He would he would turn it into him into a diatribe about himself. It's yeah. pathetic, and that's what he's done I in mean, front of uh, the Arlington National Cemetery, in front of the CIA's wall of the stars on the wall that represent people who died for their country. That's what he's done. It's uh, and uh, it's really tiny. So he talks about greatness. That w- this country is small in Donald Trump's clutches. It really is. He's turned us into. Uh, I mean, and we, we have to get it back. We have to get yes, it back. Yes, we do. He so, and he doesn't. Oh, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. 
No, no, you were going to say, go ahead, it's okay. Oh, no, I was just going to say that, you know, he's a man-child. He has no shame in anything that he says. He doesn't care about offending people. He's literally heartless. That's why I call him a monster. Yes, he is. He, he's, I mean, a man-child. That's, that's what he is, 72-year-old man-child. And uh, yes. you, don't, you, you don't give kids the keys to the car. The same thing, you won't give a man-child the keys to the nuclear codes or anything or, 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 or any power. Because they can't yeah. handle. So uh, I just before we go, we have another caller. Let me see. Oh, the caller hung up. Oh well. Um, but um, I want. So they are. Is this um, the the attacks on you? Is this so they're cyber bullying you? They they're they're uh, they're uh, what death else threats. is going on? Death threats. And you know, I have a former best friend that um, is going out of his way to defame me, you know, calling the conservative media, telling them that I was a plant, that I was a fake, that I was an actor, that I would never have voted for Donald Trump. And, um, you know, if he's listening to this, he can go to H. Um, he knows oh, for a simple fact I supported okay. Trump for a long time. Um, he needs to uh, get a life and stop uh, mm -hmm. going out of his way to do things. But, you know, he's a creep. He's another monster. I call him a monster. Um, and I think that he's the one that is doing this. Wow. Well, and that's, I mean, the, and we were just, before you before you got on the line, I was going over the, the characteristics of a cult. And that's one of them. Like yeah. If somebody turns oh, yeah. against it's a the cult. leader, it's, a cult. Absolutely. Yeah. it's like he, that's, he that's their identity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you told them to drink with Kool-Aid or the flavor aid, they would. Even my mother, you know, I have to, I have to spar with her because she, she will defend him over me. Wow, that's sad. I'm talking I'm sorry about. To hear that. Wow. Yeah, that's, I'm really sorry to hear that because you know what I think. Because uh, this is uh, for you. Uh, just stay strong, honestly, because one day. Well, I'm, gonna keep fighting. I'm not going to let him or his supporters stop me. Right, because one day in the very near future, you can mark these words, that people who supported Trump will only speak of their support of him in shamed whispers. You, that is right. a guarantee. They will, it's sort of like the same way that, you know, that people supported Hitler. They, they, yeah. they, people still support him. They still like him. But, not, but during the, when his rise to power, some people were like, oh, well, you know, the trains are running on time. And uh, I'll take it. And, but and some and that's there is this community that uh, is built around Trump and it's a it is a cult. You yeah. there is no questioning the dear leader in a cult and anybody that does that. Terrifying. Right, and that's what it is. It's it is. Uh, I always say with with Republicans, you want uh, they talk about the individual rugged individual. Well, just try right. being an individual in the Republican Party, and uh, and you have every right. Uh, I, I mean, you're not alone. This is why I always say Bernie would have won because if a lot of people said if they if it was they were either going to vote for Bernie or Trump, and yeah. they, people were tired of these insiders supposedly. And Bernie wasn't, yeah. even though he's a senator, he wasn't taking any corporate money, and he was certainly running uh, an honest campaign, speaking right. about uh, him who as uh, uh, who he was as running as a Democratic socialist openly and. Which is more than you could say for uh, a lot of. Uh, it's he seemed like a breath of fresh air as far as right. uh, his, and he still is. Honestly, I I hope he runs again because I would vote for him in a heartbeat. But all right, well, Jeremy, yeah. thank you for no, calling. Right. 
Yeah, we thank have uh, only a minute, so uh, I wanted to thank you and just tell you, uh, you know, just keep stay strong and uh, just welcome to the resistance, you know. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> How can resistance. I listen to you? How can I get this uh, so I can hear it? It's on, well, it's on Progressive Voices. I'll send you. I'll send you a whole uh, list when uh, when we get off the air. But it's all you can listen on oh, Progressive I- Voices. You can listen on uh, GDPR Revolution on iTunes, SoundCloud. You know, all the YouTube? regular places. Yes, YouTube. I'll send you a whole link. Okay. A whole list. Okay, excellent. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna hang up and then we'll. I'll uh, I'll uh, wrap up the show. I'll t- thank you, Jeremy, for calling thank in. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank all you right. so much. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that was Jeremy Montanez and a former Trump supporter, uh, Bernie voter or Trump supporter. We know this story anyway. But that's what it is. You can't defy the dear leader in a cult. And all right. I only have 20 seconds left. I wanted to thank everybody for being with me each week and hanging out because I don't know. I couldn't do it. I, I'd probably be very depressed if it wasn't for you guys. And you motivate me. So like I always say, we stick together, we win, and we will win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you later.